Well, happy New Year, everybody. Anybody, <clears throat> anybody make any resolutions? I haven't made any resolutions, mainly because my wife hasn't told me what those resolutions are yet. <laughs> Once she tells me what those resolutions are, I'm certain I'll be, I'll, I'll be making them. She just hadn't given me the list yet. Yeah. Do you guys know what a, a New Year's resolution is? It's something that goes in one year and out the other. Yeah. Now, in all seriousness, you know, I was I was going to quit a bunch of bad habits this year, but then I realized something like really profound. No one likes a quitter, so forget that. I'm not quitting anything. That's not true. I've got some goals, but I don't set my my hopes on some goals. I don't set my hopes on some resolutions. I set my eyes and my hopes on Jesus Christ. So for today's message, I want to give um, all of us some very practical but powerful advice. They really are. They're practical. They're not, they're not this huge revelatory thing. It's practical but powerful advice, and it's going to be found in Philippians 4. We'll be in Philippians 4 for almost the entirety of this preach. Um, if you want to put your finger in Matthew 5, one verse there. But Philippians 4 is where I will be preaching from today. We're going to start with a passage that's kind of toward the middle uh, end of Philippians 4. And then we'll circle back to the beginning. So let's go ahead and start with Philippians 4, 12 through 13 for this practical yet powerful advice. Paul says this, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. Paul's saying, I know what it is to have the lows and I know what it is to have the highs. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And this is the secret that he's learned. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Many of us know that passage. But do we know the, the, the verse that precedes it that says, hey, I know what it is to be in the valley. I know what it is to be on the mountaintop. But I know what it is. I know what it is to be hungry. And I know what it is to feast. And here's the secret to enduring all. Find my strength in and through Jesus. This isn't some self-help thing. I can do all things. That's not what this says. That is not what this says. I can do all things. It says I can do all things through Jesus. Outside of Jesus, we can't do all things. Outside of Jesus, guys, the lows are stinking hard. They're hard enough as it is with Jesus, to be honest with you. I don't know how we can walk them out without Christ. The highs, man, they're even better. The celebrations, the peaks, the pinnacles, they're even better in the midst of worship and giving Him praise and giving Him glory. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. What is the truth about 
2017? What is the truth about what this next year holds for us? The truth is that this next year, it holds life's broad spectrum for us. We'll see births. And we'll see death. We'll see hunger and we'll see feast. We'll see lack and we will abound. We will have depression and we will have elation. We will have defeat. We will have victory. We will have success. We will have failure. We will have the wonderfully easy and we will have the painfully difficult. That's the truth of what the next year holds for us. But you know what? For, for the majority of the year, we live somewhere right here in the middle. We live in the middle. You know, there was an old gospel song, Trouble Don't Last Always. You know, it's good. Trouble don't last. I'm not going to sing it, but you know, it's good. We don't, we, we don't really live in the, that valley. We come through the valley. We come out of the valley. But also, when we have those mountaintop experiences, guys, we don't live there. You know, we look to there. When we get on that mountaintop, when we get on that peak, that gives us a view of the cool things that God's leading us into. And we come down and we come into those things. But we live in the middle. And this next year, we'll have the full spectrum of everything for us. The good, the bad, the ugly, but a lot of, a lot of the medium, a lot of the middle ground. And that's okay. That's where I like to live. I like <laughs> living there in the middle. So how do we live life in that, that middle? How do we live life in that sweet spot? You guys, we live in the middle the same way we live in the high. We live in the middle the same way that we live in the low. We live our lives with our eyes set on Jesus Christ, with our hope resting in Jesus Christ and not in our own strength, not in our own problem solving, not in our own talents. We set our eyes on Jesus Christ and we trust him, not looking to the circumstance when they're low, but saying, Lord, I'm going to look to you. I'm in the low, but I'm going to look to you. You know, Kara mentioned early on, you know, that she goes, I don't know about you guys, but 2016 was a really hard year for us. It, it, had, it had challenges, man. It was, it was rough. You know, I had a friend ask me, and, and you know, it was, it was a fair question, but he asked me, you know, are you mad at God? It's a fair question. And my answer, my answer was honest. No, not once. For the season we went through, I not once got mad at God. Through the difficulties, I didn't once get mad at God. I'm just telling you where I was at, okay? I'm not telling you that, that if the answer would have been, yeah, I was mad at God, that that would have been a bad answer. I'm just being honest with you where I was at. Every time things got hard and then got worse, I kept remembering who my God is. I forced myself to remember who he is. I forced myself to remember his faithfulness, his promises, his fulfillment of promises, his truth, his grace, his deliverance. And it brought me peace. The practical and powerful advice contained in this chapter is really quite simple. I have six 
pieces of advice. And they're as follows. Love. Encourage. Rejoice. Trust. Think. And learn. We're going to cover those. We're going we're gonna to jump back to verse 1 in Philippians 4. And we're going to read the next nine verses. And we're going to cover love. Not the noun. The verb. Here's, here's the advice. The first bit of advice we're going to cover is to love. To have the action of love. The action of encourage. The action of rejoice. The action of trust. The action of think. And the action of learn. So let's go through them individually and, and let's just receive God's truth in each one of them. So number one, love. Express love. Encourage with love. Be generous with love. Be affectionate with love. Philippians 4.1 says this. Listen to the love. Listen to the affection. Listen to the vulnerability in this one verse. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. This is Paul addressing his friends. He's addressing his friends this way. This is in the midst of a letter he has, he has written to the church and he's now calling out his friends, his brothers. And he's not afraid to be affectionate. He's not afraid to, to be real. I, I think some of my buddies would bust chops if I was this affectionate you know, with them, being like, oh, my friend, my treasure, my, my prize. <laughs> but I, I do feel that way about, about you know, my friends and family. I, I love them. My first bit of advice this year is to love. Love encourages. Love uplifts. Love heals, man. It's just powerful. Stand firm, thus in the Lord, my beloved. His encouragement to stand strong. Stand strong. We usually give the encouragement to stand when someone's on the verge of wanting to collapse. And he's saying, stand strong, you who I love so much. He's echoing the words of the Father to Jesus. When Jesus called, when the Father called Jesus his beloved. And now he's extending it saying, now you guys are my beloved. Stand strong. You guys were supposed to express that love and bring courage to others in our love. There's something powerful about, about a general, a, a genuine rather, expression of love. We don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to, even if we're not entirely comfortable, because I, I, I understand, dudes, we might not be entirely comfortable. Some of the ladies, we might not be entirely comfortable with that. But that genuine expression of love, it uplifts. Number two, encourage Encouragement. Encouragement. And specifically, here's encourage agreement with God. Encourage agreement with God. Agreement with God is a powerful thing, guys. The enemy, I'll tell you what the devil certainly does not want, is us being in agreement with God. 
See, when we take our eyes off the Lord, when we take our eyes off His truth, and when we lose agreement with, with Him and believing what He can do and what He wants to do and that He loves us and that He's good and all of these things, that's, that's when our struggles are the hardest. That's when our struggles fall the deepest. We're going to see here in a second that we're to encourage agreement in God and we're to make peace. Verse, verses 2 and 3. I entreat, so I beseech, I encourage, I, I comfort, I exhort. These are how that word is defined. I exhort and I encourage Euodia and I encourage and comfort and exhort and I beseech Sintike to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, so true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. You guys, this is an encouragement to unity. There's times we're not at our best. That's just the honest truth. Right? Is that fair? We have our moments we're not at our best. And we have our moments sometimes when our lips do not speak life, but they speak negativity, or they, they speak discouragement, or they speak division. That's just... There's times we're not quick to rush into reconciliation. There's times we feel like it's not worth the effort of reconciling. And here we have Paul... In his letter, after, after this expression of love, he's saying, guys, hey church, help these two women. They're awesome. They're leaders. They're, they're servants. They're workers. Help them come to agreement in Christ. Help them. There's an issue. There's a matter. There's something. They're just not lining up, guys. There's an issue. It doesn't matter what it is. They know what it is. We don't have to know what it is. But help them. Be a peacemaker. Bring peace in this situation. Why, why is this practical and powerful advice for this year? You guys, it's, it's a mighty thing we do when we can be a peacemaker. It's a mighty thing we can do when we can quash the sounds of dissension and of disunity that would tear apart and that would devour and we can unify in Jesus Christ. That's powerful. Paul, Captain Paul, well done on getting up and just being obedient to that prompting of the Holy Spirit and sharing. But he talked about, you know, we all have a ministry of reconciliation. We all are called to a ministry of reconciling people to the Father. And we get to be a part of it. And, and here's my encouragement to you guys. There's a really, there's an, I think there's an easy way, a genuine way, and it pro, it's most always going to be a very vulnerable way of stepping into someone else's business. Because that's hard, right? That's tough. Stepping into someone else's business. But it can be as simple as this. It can be as simple as, hey, if, I, if I'm out of place, man, you, you, can, you can tell me. But I, but I just sense some friction there. I just want to encourage you to to find peace unto the Lord. See what God has to say about it and, and come to agreement with what he says. It doesn't really matter what I say. I mean, honestly, I'm just a dude. doesn't matter what I say. Can you see what Jesus says about this conflict? And just look to come into agreement with him. And once again, man, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm stepping out of line. 
If I'm out of place, please tell me because I love you and this is awkward for me. But man, you see what I'm saying? There's a way to do it in humility. That's not You're not coming like a big know-it-all. And I'd encourage you to do this. Don't quote Scripture when you're doing this. Just point them to Jesus. Don't quote Scripture in this. There's a, I mean, I love Scripture. I love the Word of God. Just come with the heart of the Father. There's a way to do it, guys, and there's a way to bring peace. And, and, and it's such a blessing. Number three. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice. You know what's cool about that word rejoice? The primary definition of that of that Greek word rejoice is rejoice. The secondary definition of that is thrive. And that's exactly what God wants us to do in, in 2017. And that's exactly what he wanted for us in 2015 and 16 and 14. And to thrive. To thrive. And, and we thrive when we come into a place of rejoicing. When we say, I'm going to rejoice always. I'm not going to, you know, I mean... If you're having a tough time, there's a way to still rejoice without putting on this phony, you know, this like fake, phony, you know, facade. But there's still a way to rejoice going, trouble don't last always. There's a way to rejoice in saying, God, this situation really stinks. But I know who you are. And so I'm not going to rejoice in this situation because this situation is probably beyond rejoiceability. I'm going to rejoice in you because I know who you are and you are worthy of rejoicing and you're constant and you're true. Number four, trust. Once again, guys, action. It's a verb. Trust. Here's my trust right here. Here's my trust. I give God my I choose to trust. Trust and be at peace in the strong place of the Lord. I remember there was a sermon when we first moved in, sometime in the spring, where I took those those gray sound cushioning things and I made a fortress over here. Do you guys remember that message? And I stood up on a little platform and I'd be in the fortress of the Lord and then I'd walk away from the fortress of the Lord. And, and I believe it was this passage that I used where it's that we trust in the Lord. We go to that place where we go, okay, God, I've now reminded myself who you are. And yeah, I trust you. I place my trust in you. I think, Lord, if I'm being honest between you and I, I've been trusting a lot in me. Or I've been trusting a lot in that doctor. Or Lord, I've been trusting a lot in my boss. But Lord, I I place my trust in you. Philippians 4, 5 through 7 says this. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving... Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
I want to encourage us with this as well, guys. Tithing is a, is a concept that's very, it's very foreign to the world. Because the world doesn't understand God's math and that how we can bring, we can bring offerings and gifts, the tithe, the tenth, the twentieth, the thirtieth, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's rich people out there that like tithe like 90%. How phenomenal would that be? You know, I'm, I'm not telling you guys to do that. I'm just saying there's people that do. So get rich, and then 90%. <laughs> Tithing is a principle of trust. It's a, it's a principle of blessing, of understanding the goodness of God. But when it says let your reasonableness be seen to everybody, man, I, I, when I look at this, I think of tithing. No, there, there's, I trust my God. I'm demonstrating to my God I'm demonstrating to, to my family, I'm demonstrating to myself that I trust with my all, and of course, the money just comes with it. Trust. Trust God in those times of low. Trust God in those times of high. Um, I wish I had a quote. There's, uh, oh, the, the actor, we were talking about Levitt last night, Gordon Levitt, something Joseph Gordon-Levitt had this quote. He was being interviewed, and uh, he said, everyone, and he was talking about fellow actors. They asked him, what's the biggest misconception that you see out in Hollywood? What's what's the thing that most of us don't know? We haven't had had that pink peak behind the circle, or behind the curtain. And, And Levitt said this. He said, every single person that thought that their problems would be solved by, by fame and fortune were wrong. Everyone who thought that their problems would be solved by fame and fortune found out that they were wrong. You cannot find your, your, you cannot find your happiness in those things. And I'm like, what an amazing quote. I think rejoice and trust and look into the Lord, that's where our peace comes, guys. And it says that His peace guards our hearts. In God, His peace guards guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Number five, think. Think. Let's let's use this brilliant mind that God has given us. Let's use it for Him. Let's let our minds be renewed in Jesus Christ. I think a lot of this self-discipline comes in this. Philippians 4, 8, the next verse says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I had to do this yesterday. Just to be totally honest with you, and once again, to be totally vulnerable with you, uh, something that, that had been, you know, a year prior, year, uh, a hurt that had happened from the past was immediately thrust back to my attention yesterday afternoon. And I found myself in a place where I was angry and I was hurting, and the hurts of that time were fresh again. It's like that wound had gotten opened up again. And 
I went to my wife and I said, I just need to tell you where I'm at. I just need to tell you what, how I'm feeling. Please don't respond. Don't solve. Don't just, I need you to hear me. I just heard about this and it stirred all this within me. And now I'm just feeling all this junk. And my wife reminded me of this. She prayed for me and then she reminded me to set my eyes on, on God, to remember that he has healed me from this, to set my heart on the things that are good and that are lovely and that are praiseworthy. So I walked away from a college football game and I got alone with the Lord and I just started remembering. And actually I put on my headphones and I did the, the Bible app and I just listened to this chapter again and again and again. And then I remembered and I paused to remember the goodness of God, to remember the lovely, the praiseworthy. Guys, it takes discipline to move our minds from that place where we're focusing on the heaviness. To, it takes discipline. It takes self-discipline to move our minds from that place of hurt and darkness to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to remember you. Lord, I'm going to remember what's true and lovely and praiseworthy and excellent. My advice to us this year is to think. But what are we going to think on, guys? What are we going to set our minds on? I'm not saying live in some, you know, ignorant bubble where we just ignore all of life's problems. But I'm telling you to set our focus on God. The problems are going to be there. But set our thoughts and our mind on Christ, our hope, the perfecter of our faith. And I blow all the time. So I set my sights on the perfecter, the finisher of my faith. I'm not there yet, but man, I'm closer than I was last week. I'm closer than I was last year. I'm getting there. I'm growing in him. I'm looking more and more like my daddy. Number five was think. And number six is learn. Church, let's be teachable. Ain't none of us here got it all figured out. And we got some wise people here. We got, I mean, I, I honor Joe. I admire Joe. That's, that's an honorable dude right there, man. He's a wise man. And he doesn't got it all figured out. He still needs more. We need to be teachable. We need to learn. We need to learn to receive, to hear, to see. Philippians 4.9 says this, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And then once again, he talks about the God of peace, and the God of peace will be with you. It's not enough, you guys. Every week, I promise you, if you show up here at Impact Rock every week, every week you're going to hear Jesus. Every week. You're not going to hear Andy Stanley. God bless Andy Stanley. You're not going to hear Andy Stanley. You're going to hear Jesus. We're going to preach Jesus. But we then have to practice that that comes, guys. We got to put it into practice. We hear, we see, but then we practice these things. I know it's not terribly profound. But in just going over these six things, and I love this chapter, by the way. Philippians 4, come on now. Right up there with Romans 8. Philippians 4 and Romans 8, they're going to arm wrestle. They're going to come into this awesome stalemate after 12 hours. 
just two of my favorite chapters in the Word. Our God is good. And He's always good. He's always good. Even in the midst of the difficulty, He's good. And you guys, we're going to have difficulty. And then we're going to have these incredible high points. But all in all, man, we've got to live our lives of trust. We've got to live our lives of demonstrating that trust. We've got to walk this out. The race doesn't carry us. We're not on like some tram. Or one of those things at the airport where you stand on it and you just keep on moving forward. No, we've got to walk it out. We've got to walk it out. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not trying to stand up here and have some, you know, Christian rainbow graphic. It's all easy because of Jesus. Jesus says you're going to have hardships. He says you're going to have suffering. And then he says, I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you alone. But we've got to set our eyes on him, guys. We fall down when we set our eyes on him and we get up. We fall down, we just repeat. We just keep doing it, guys. And we understand that our God's not there sitting there judging us going, you fell down again. He's sitting there going, come on, buddy. Come on. You, come on. I know you can do it. He's up. Let's go. That's our God. That's our God.